When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome along. Tradies News in a nutshell. It is Tuesday morning, the 28th of February, 2023. Good to be back with you after a little ride on the COVID bus, but back raring to go. What a week, week it is going to be as well. Firstly, and most importantly, big thanks to Mark Thompson and the great Charlie. Good surfer yesterday, filling the seat very nicely. Good day for Mark to do it as well after the Scottish Cup final. So thank you to him and Charlie. We'll hear from Charlie a bit later on in the week as well as we gear up for the NRL season which we're all very much looking forward to. My name, Daniel Pedigree, with you for the next hour, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. You can give us a call anytime, 1300 01 1170, or you can send us a text 0457 736 736, all before Vossi and Brandy for breakfast through uh, everywhere for the first hour, and then Patton Heels from 6 AM local time for our Queen's and listeners coming up on the show today now usually on a Tuesday uh, it's very exciting because we get to talk to Chris Perkins from America however uh, unfortunately he's not feeling too well today so he is out today unfortunately but John Gallo will still be uh, with us to talk all things football, I mentioned the Scottish Cup finals. The guys were talking about yesterday morning the Caribou Cup final, Caribou Cup final as well, plus a lot of English Premier League, A League as well. So we'll talk to John. And we'll ask John about one of the things that we were speaking about on the show last week about the potential of Ange Postacoglu going to coach an English Premier League team. We'll speak to him in about half an hour. Plenty of rugby league news, cricket news around. We'll get to that in a second. And for the best contributors today, either on the open line on 1300 01 1170 or the texts 0457 736 736. I have four Char Grill Charlie's vouchers to be given away uh, to the value of $19. So jump on the open line, have your say 1300 01 1170. Or you can text 0457-736-736 for Char Grill Charlie's vouchers to the value of $19. 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. Been plenty happening since I last spoke to you on Thursday, but we are only, what, 48 hours away? Just over 48 hours away, two sleeps away from the start of the NRL season and the talk about the NRL season, quite rightly so, has been ramping up. There's been a bit more player movement over the past uh, 24 or so hours. We'll get to in just a second. But we will do our season preview on Thursday with Charlie. But a few questions I have for you over the course of the next few days, and I'll start with these two. Um, And we might, I don't know, I'll save these messages and the calls uh, and we'll go back at the end of the season and we'll look at uh, how close everyone was. Uh, two questions for you this morning, two days out from the start of the season. Who is going to be, which team is going to be the biggest improver in 2023? There's a couple that are on my mind that I think are the obvious ones, but maybe there's one that stands out that people haven't mentioned. The team that's going to be the biggest improver in 2023. And also, who is your Dalian medalist for 2023? Which player 
is going to have a standout year and take home the Dell M at the back end of the year. one 1170 the open line number, or 0457. 736, 736. The biggest improver. Which team will be the biggest improver? For mine, uh, it's a toss-up between the Bulldogs and the Tigers for me. But what about you? 0457, 736, 736. And Delhi and Medalist, always hard to pick. But is there a player that you think is going to stand out this year? 1300, 01, 1170 or 0457, 736, 736. As I said, uh, the best contributors to the show in running to win a Chargrill Charlie's voucher uh, at the value of $19. All right, let's have a look at what is making news today at four minutes past five in New South Wales, four minutes past four in Queensland. Now, uh, We'll start with Spencer Lino and uh, the Roosters. Looks like he's going to be uh, heading there. Now, it was revealed, and I don't know if you caught NRL 360 last mm. night, uh, that the Roosters were also after Tom Flegler, who's now signed with the Dolphins, and he's a handy pickup, as is, by the way, Herbie Farnworth for next year for the Dolphins. We've been talking about them a bit, haven't we, uh, over the course of the summer and even last year's season about the players that they didn't manage to get. Uh, but they have got a couple of good signings, but that is for next year. They have to get through this year first. Uh, so we know Spencer Lino is leaving the Penrith Panthers at the end of the year, and it looks like the Roosters is going to pounce on him. Now, it seems that Jared Rear Hargraves, who's been a long, long uh, part, big part of the Roosters for a very, very long time, is going to be leaving at the end of the year, retiring or potentially going to the Super League. You'd think he would just uh, be retiring. So Spencer Lino uh, will come into that team. So he'll be a part of the Roosters in 2024. There has been a lot of talk, hasn't there, over the past uh, few weeks, in particular last week with the Dom Young situation. I'm disappointed that uh, I got COVID last week because I was going to have a nice chat with Charlie about it, uh, him being a Knights fan. We might still do that this week. Um, that story about him coming to the Roosters this year seems to, or going to the Roosters this year, seems to have gone quiet. But there's been a lot of talk about that. Now, Spencer Lino looking to be leaving the Penrith Panthers and heading to the Roosters. There's an article in yesterday's Telegraph uh, saying that the Roosters roster is now worth more than $13 million, uh, which is at least $1.5 million than the salary cap. Uh, 500 NRL players at the 17 clubs reveals the Roosters are on paper worth almost $5 million more than the newcomers, the Dolphins. Uh, no suggestions, obviously, the Roosters are rotting the salary cap, but more about the attraction of playing for a powerful club under three-time premiership winning uh, Trent Robinson and Nick Politis. It was interesting... And I don't know if you caught NRL 360 last night, uh, hearing Braith and Asta talking about this, about the fact that a lot of players will take unders to go and play for teams like the Roosters and the Storm. The Panthers would be another one, although you feel at the moment the Panthers are trying to squeeze all their superstars underneath the cap after winning two competitions in a row and potentially uh, going for a three-peat this year. And you wouldn't rule them out from doing that, would you? But Braith saying basically to play for clubs like the Roosters and the Storm, a lot of these players take unders. Um, and uh, not surprising because you get to talk to the likes of Nick Politis, Mark Burris at the Roosters. So there's always talk about the Roosters' salary cap, but nothing has ever been proven. However, it is going to be a strong lineup, and I suppose the one question mark now left for the Roosters uh, and rugby league more generally is Joseph Suwili'i. Where does he end up? There was talk that it was going to be a decision made last week. Uh, no decision, at least, publicly has been made. So we'll see if he stays with the Roosters. If he does, that's a form- even if he doesn't, 
It's a formidable lineup for years to come, but it'd be an even more formidable lineup if he is to stay. Your thoughts? Um, and also, I saw a bit of this, and we talked about uh, this the other morning, well, a few weeks ago as well. This whole situation with players signing a year out, sometimes even longer, with other clubs. What do you reckon? Do you like it? Do you not like it? 0457 736 736 or open line number 1300 01 11 70. It is a, a lot of fans think it is, it is a distraction. I, I personally don't really care. And as I've said a few times, and the Dom Young situation probably a bit different with what was in the news last week. But really, we've seen players sign for clubs more than a year out, sometimes 18 months out. And usually 99% of the time, they still play. Uh, they're hard out for their current side. But is there a different way we could do it? I know a lot of people have been talking about a transfer window. Something along those lines. 0457 736 736 or open line number 1300 011170. Do you like the fact that we have players signing a year, 18 months out? I don't think it's a perfect system, but I don't really know what else can be. What do you suggest? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 is the open line number. Do you like players uh, sorting out their futures? And that's the other thing about it as well, is that these players deserve the right to sort out their future as early as possible, really. Uh, they are human beings. We, we enjoy watching them play football, obviously, but they still need to sort out their future. Your thoughts on uh, that 0457 736 736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, the open line number, and the Sydney Morning Herald has ran part two of their players poll, uh, well their yeah their poll that they've been running over the past uh, day with all NRL club chief executives and chairman uh, taking part in it. One of the interesting questions, and it's the one of the back page storylines uh, on the Sydney Morning Herald this morning is if you could sign any NRL player, current NRL player, who would it be? So uh, James Desco is there. Joseph Lee is there. Cam Munster is there. Jory Manu is there. But on 29% of the vote, Nathan Cleary. He would be the player that they would sign. The number one player in the NRL. If every anyone was off contract, they would go for Nathan Cleary. 29% of the poll, 0457736736, is Nathan Cleary the player you would be signing? If every player was off contract at the end of the year, every player, who would be your number one signing for your team? 1300-01-1170. You look at those players mentioned, Nathan Cleary, Joey Manu, Cam Munster, Joseph Suetli'i, James Desco. You'd take all of them, wouldn't you? Uh, the Roosters have three. However, would you... Uh, put Nathan Cleary at the top of that list, or is there a player in the, in there um, that I haven't mentioned outside of Cleary, Manu, Mansa, Suwali, and Tedesco? Who would be the player that you would sign if everyone was off contract right now? What player would you sign for your club? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or open line number is one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And also one of the questions asked is which team do you love to beat most? Unsurprisingly, the Roosters come up on top on 32% there. The Broncos on at 24. And they also think that the team who didn't 
make the finals in 2022, but is most likely to feature in the finals in 2023 is the Broncos with 38% of the vote. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or one 300 Great news. Chris Perkins has made a remarkable recovery, so we will cross to him after the next break. Plenty of things on our agenda this morning. Uh, Getting close to the rugby league season, a couple of days away, we'll do a season preview with Charlie on Thursday morning. But going to ask you a couple of questions over the course of the next couple of days. Today, your biggest improver, your team, which team is going to be the biggest improver in 2023? And who is going to take out the Dallium medal this year? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Um, The way players sign for other clubs a year out, sometimes longer than a year out. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Is there a better way about it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And the CEOs and the chairmen have said that Nathan Cleary is the player they'd most want to sign if they could have their pick of anyone in the NRL. Do you agree with that? Or is there someone else that you'd like to sign ahead of Nathan Cleary? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Plenty of cricket news around as well after that wonderful win by the Australian women's T20 cricket team. We'll get to that as well. But on the other side of this, your text, and we will cross to America and speak to Chris Perkins. Don't forget, by the way, if you contribute to the show today, you're in the running uh, to win a $19 Char Grill Charlie voucher. So uh, get on the phone, have your say, or text 1300 01 1170. Text 0457. 736736. Good to be back with you. It's 13 past five in New South Wales, 13 past four in Queensland. You're with Tradies News in a nutshell. Good to be with you. 18 past five in New South Wales, 18 past four in Queensland. This is from the Serbian Sea Eagle asking you, uh, Dalian medalists this year and which team is going to be the biggest improver amongst other things this morning. Uh, he says, Dan, you have to ask, Manly. Well, I assumed you would say that, uh, Serbian Sea In fact, I would have been surprised if you said anyone other than Manly. Uh, Tom T will be the Dalian medalist. Uh, again, would have been surprised if you mentioned anyone other than someone uh, from Manly. Uh, yes, thank you, uh, Serbian Seagull. You are definitely in the running. Uh, we've got uh, four Char Grill Charlie vouchers to give away today or over the course of the next couple of days, uh, valued at $19. So for the best contributors, one 736 Yeah, You want your biggest improver in terms of a team, an NRL team this year, and also who is going to be the Delhi medalist. A lot of other stuff on our agenda. We'll get them in a second. But before that, let's do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Well, I woke up this morning um, and I sent uh, Chris Perkins a message. Now, I, I don't like going behind the scenes too much on this show, on, on, on the great preparation that is done on this show. But usually on a Monday, I'll send Chris a message and ask him if he's okay for the Tuesday. And he'll reply 99.9% of the time, he's fine, he's ready to go, which is great. Sent him a message this morning asking what he'd like to talk about. And he said he's sick, which was made me very sad. Um, and I thought, well, no, that's okay. We'll talk to Chris a bit later on in the week. And then Chris sends me a message five minutes into the show saying he's better. He's recovered. Well, he's not fully recovered, but he's okay. He's okay enough to do the report, which is a quicker recovery than me with COVID. Good morning to you, Chris. How are you, mate? <laughs> well, I, I'm hanging in there. Uh, I, I know I've got something I need to have checked out. So I'm waiting at a hospital right now in Kentucky to get checked out, but mm. they're – 
they're a little backed up, and I'm pretty low on the triage list. So I have 15 minutes. My voice is still here. I can talk. I can breathe. Mm. I can do the report, and my brain is still working. So I can do this. All the so important. Let's, let's, let's jump into it. All the important things uh, for a radio report. Yeah, let's get straight into it, mate. Uh, Dame Lillard, uh, what is the situation there? Well, how about his night last night? Uh, 131-114 victory over over Houston. Dame Lillard, it was Dame time last night. 71 points, 13 three-pointers. Shot 22 of 38 from the floor in the win. He had 71 of Portland's 131 points mm. last night against Houston. Just just a remarkable performance. Actually, it's the second 70-point game this year. Donovan Mitchell had one back on January 2nd for Cleveland against Chicago. Uh, he's the eighth different player to score 70 ever in, in an NBA basketball game. He becomes the oldest to get to 70. He's 32 years old. Every other player who's gone over 70 uh, was uh, younger than that. They were in their 20s uh, when they hit 70 points. But ju- just an incredible performance last night for, for Dame Lillard. Some other stats for you. The 13 threes tied for second most in a game all time. Clay Thompson has the record at 14. Also, Lillard now has six games or yeah, six games or no, five games, excuse me, where he's gone over the 60 point mark in his career. That's third most all time. He trails Kobe Bryant, who has six, uh, but he's still way off the record of Wilt Chamberlain, who has 32 60 point games in his career. Well, it's uh, impressed. Do you reckon he'll get there? I, I doubt it. I 60s tough to get, mm. and Wilt Chamberlain back in the 60s. <clears throat> He was he was an, on another planet with his scoring. I mean, he's the single game record holder, uh, single season record holder for most points, uh, highest scoring average in a season. Had a season where he averaged fifty points a game. That's that's, that's just in, uh, an insane number. Nobody will get to it. But you know, for modern era and and with the way scoring is in the NBA right now, yeah, you he could get a few more of them, but I doubt he gets to thirty two. Mm, be interesting to see. We're doing all this for Makita, by the way. This season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Uh, now, some crazy endings in college basketball, Chris. Yeah, well, in college basketball, and we had a crazy inning in baseball over the weekend, too, in an exhibition game. But college basketball first. What if I told you a five-and-a-half-point favorite mm. trailed by 13 with a minute 34 left and covered the spread? Well, How crazy is that's, that? That's exactly yeah. what Iowa did Saturday against Michigan State. They were down 91-78, minute 34 left. Mm. Somehow, someway, got it back tied, got to overtime, wound up beating Michigan State 112-106. And it's not like Michigan State threw the game away. They shot 28 of 32 from the free throw line, including five of six down the stretch. But, man, that sixth one was kind of important because had it been made, it would be a four-point game with about five seconds left instead of a three-point game, and then Iowa goes down, gets the game-tying three-pointer to force overtime, and they wind up winning by six. Uh, 112-106 in 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 an NBA-style game at the college level because 
Uh, college, they play 40 minutes. You don't have a lot of games that where both teams are in the hundreds at the end of regulation. But that's what we had for Iowa and Michigan State on Saturday. And then the Braves and Red Sox in baseball on Saturday. Mm. Uh, it ended in a 6-6 six six tie. Exhibition games, they don't play extra innings in those. But the way it ended, it ended on a strikeout with the bases loaded, uh, but it wasn't on a pitch. That, that got the strikeout called. Mm. Cal Conley was called for a batter clock violation. He was not ready and alert in the batter's box on a 3-2 count with two out when there was eight seconds left on the, pitcher, on, the, on the pitch clock. Home plate umpire pointed to his wrist and called him out on strikes to end the game. So he gets struck out, and he doesn't even see the two-strike pitch because he wasn't ready in the batter's box. One of the new rules in Major League Baseball this year is uh, a pitch clock, where a pitch has to be thrown within uh, 15 or 20 seconds, depending on if there's a batter, a runner on base, and the batter has to be a ready and alert in the batter's box with eight seconds left on that clock. Otherwise, it's an automatic ball, or it's an automatic strike. Yeah, very, very interesting. Now, tell us about an historical night. What's happened? What's happened, Chris? Uh, St. Louis City SC, um, the the newest team in Major League Soccer, the 29th uh, mm. franchise in Major League Soccer, mm. and my team, my ah. my official uh, MLS team. You jumped on the bus, St. okay? Louis. Yep, yep. I am absolutely on the bandwagon. They the MLS season open on Saturday night or on Saturday night across the country. Mm. Uh, St. Louis played their first ever game in franchise history in Austin. Uh, against Austin FC, won it three to two. They came back from two one down, twelve minutes from time. Mm. Uh, the equalizer scored after a uh, a back pass that you would call an epic howler, because the back pass, the guy who was making the back pass to mm. the keeper, didn't see uh, a St. Louis attacker right in his path. Idea, and the pass went right to the attacker, and he. Easily tucked it into the net. It was it was a one v one against the keeper, tied it, and then the game winner was scored by uh, scored four minutes from time, uh, and, and it was a beautiful move by by Klaus. He he cuts from the outside of the box on the right, cut the ball inside, and then outside of the right foot, mm. curled it around the keeper in off the post for the three two win. Uh, it was an incredible night, and St. Louis has an expansion team, and they're the only expansion team this season in MLS. Uh, they aren't expected to do much, and going into Austin, who played in the Western Conference final a year ago and beating them in your first game, that's a nice start, and their home opener is this weekend in St. Louis, uh, which I cannot wait to see. I believe tickets are sold out for this game for the first uh, home game in St. Louis at City SC history. Yeah, very, very popular, isn't it? We might talk about it um, maybe on Friday when we've got a bit more time. But, uh, yeah, the, the football, the soccer uh, in America, uh, always always very popular. But it seems, to, it seems to have grown in popularity, hasn't it, over the past uh, few years. And just before we go, the Milwaukee Bucks look like they're being sold. Yeah, at least a portion of them. Uh, uh, Mark Lazary, the co-owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, he's reached an agreement to sell his portion of the Bucks to uh, the owners of the Cleveland Browns, uh, Jimmy and D. Haslam. Uh, apparently, part of my part of the money that I pay to the Haslam family 
because they own the Pilot Flying J truck stop chain uh, around this country, and I'm at a lot of Pilot and Flying J, so mm. some of my money is going into this sale, apparently. <laughs> uh, but they're going to buy the tw- uh, Mark Lazary's 25% share of the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, at, uh, which values the Bucks at about $3.5 billion uh, based on this 25% share that the Haslam's are going to buy. Now, now the Bucks, of course... Uh, they they've been one of the premier franchises since uh, uh, since they were sold back in 2014. They've they've got the fifth most wins in the NBA is, since 2014. Also, they won the 2021 NBA championship. So uh, the Haslam's are buying into a very successful franchise. Uh, hopefully, they they the the Bucks don't become what their other property, the Cleveland Browns. Are right now, which is not a good not a good football team. So it, hopefully uh, the Bucks will the Bucks will chart their own path with the Haslam's as minority owners. Well, Chris, I'm so glad you managed to deliver this report. I, I'm delighted. It has made my day. I can now get through the next half an hour on air and the next right. few hours at work. Uh, being glad that you are there. Uh, on a serious note, uh, get better soon, and we'll chat to you on Friday. Certainly plan to. Hopefully uh, I will know what's going on and I will feel a lot better than I do right now on Friday. Yes, I'm sure you will. The doctors can do wonderful things. Thanks, mate. We'll chat in a few days. All right. Have a good day. Chris Perkins, even unwell, uh, still turning up and delivering a great, strong uh, report from America. And as I say, we do that all for Makita. This season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. There is a stack of texts there. I will get to them. Uh, shortly. Uh, Just before that, don't know if you watched NRL 360 last night. Craig Bellamy was interviewed um, and had a couple of interesting things to say. Firstly, on Ryan Pappenhausen. There's been a lot of talk about uh, Ryan Pappenhausen and when exactly he will return. Uh, Maybe six to eight weeks, maybe longer. Some people uh, did ask, I think it was Braith and Astor, one of them asked, um, are you prepared potentially to have him out for the season? Um, he believes Bellamy, he believes he'll be back uh, this year. That's an interesting one. But he also uh, got asked if this will be his last year coaching the Melbourne Storm. And we seem to have this chat about this time every year uh, surrounding Craig Bellamy. But he did say it's time for the club to have a new coach and is pretty sure this will be his final year in charge. Um, He's 63 years old now. And he can decide each year whether he wants to stick around or move into a part-time role after three premierships. Um, he said yesterday, uh, last night, I'm pretty sure this is going to be my last year as a head coach. I'll still be around the club a bit in a part-time role at the end of this year, but nothing's really changed. I'm not quite sure when the club wants a definite answer, but I want to give them plenty of time to find a new coach. I can't see anything changing this year as to me not retiring at the end of the year. And it's his 21st season in charge. He will go down if he is to step down at the end of this year. He will go down as one of, if not the greatest coach of all time, uh, Craig Bellamy. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, not 100%, but indicating uh, quite strongly that it could be his final year uh, this year. And we talked about this on Thursday as well. I think it was Thursday. I wasn't here Friday, so it must be Thursday. Uh, about the Australian women's cricket team. And we'll talk. Uh, to the, we're going to talk to Andrew Mensel Menas from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast tomorrow on the show. But after their win yesterday, and I know Mark and Charlie talked to me about this yesterday morning, but are they now Australia's greatest sporting team, the success they've had? I know we spoke about this the other day, about who is the greatest sporting team, Australian sporting team of all time, but they would have to be there, surely. 0457 736 736, another victory 
cements them as one of, if not the greatest Australian sporting team of all time. Is there is there a team better? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Also asking you this morning as we head towards the NRL season starting on Thursday night, and we'll have a season preview with myself and Charlie Goodsir on Thursday morning. But before that, your Dalian medalist this year and the team that you think will be the biggest improver in twenty twenty three. Plus, what else can be done about this NRL transfer window? And the chairmans and the CEOs have said Nathan Cleary would be the player they'd most like to sign. Do you agree with them? Or is there, an, is there another player somewhere uh, that you would like to sign if they were all off contract? Stack of texts there. We'll get to them after the break. 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. We'll talk uh, to John Gallo as well about all things football next. Yeah, good to be back with you on this Tuesday morning. Vossi and Brandy not too far away for breakfast. There is a stack of texts. I'll get through the bulk of them after we speak to John Gallo, but just a couple of ones here. This one from uh, Glenn. Morning to you, Glenn. I would be chasing Sam Walker for my team. Compare Sam's first three years in the NRL to Nathan Cleary, and Sam has been heaps better in this time from Nathan. Yeah, he's been very good for the Roosters, Sam Walker, no doubt about that. Look, Cleary, of course, has won competitions, but he's into fifth, sixth year of uh, first grade. He's a good player, Sam Walker. Uh, he stood up to the test last year, um, and we'll see how long he sticks around at the Roosters for. I think they re-signed him. I'm pretty sure they did. But, yeah, really good suggestion there. Uh, Glenn, you might be one of the ones uh, winning the $19 uh, Char Grill Charlie voucher today. Uh few of them to give away. And this from Razor of Brisbane, being a Storm supporter, I fear the Sharks in 2023. Out in straight sets last season would have hurt. Deliam a tie between Cam Munster and Nico Hines, who goes back to back. Uh, Nico Hines, it looks like he's going to be missing round one of the NRL. But yeah, he's a good player, Nico Hines. He uh, slotted brilliantly into that Sharks lineup last year, didn't he? And Cam Munster, we know how good he is. Thank you for the text. Uh, Razor, you might also be in the running for the $19 Chargrill Charlie voucher. In fact, Go to declare it now. Uh, Razor at also uh, Glenn, uh, it was uh, you, uh, two of the winners, but we still have two more to give away today or tomorrow. I'll see. I'll see how we go. Uh, a lot of other texts. I'll get to them in just a second. 0457 736 736. Time to do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. Yeah, we'll get through all your texts in just a second. But before that, let us talk to the great John Gallo on the line. Morning to you, John. Morning to you, Dan. Welcome back, mate. Thank um, you. You're back on behind the mic. So, yes, uh, yes we've, we've missed you very much. We've mourned your loss. We've mourned your mm. absence. And now you're back. So I'll tear down the memorial wall that yep. I've made here. It makes you fun, obviously. And... Uh, yeah, um, we're back at it. So well done, mate. I'm very happy that you're back. Were you worried on Friday morning when we didn't get to talk uh, English Premier League? I was. Th- yeah, I thought you would be. Uh, yeah, you, you, be. you're not a man to be uh, out often, and, and you're not out sick very often. So I thought something must have been seriously wrong, Dan, when you messaged saying that you won't be able to make it. I thought, no way, you would have been devastated to have to sleep in like that. It's been a yeah, <laughs> huge, huge loss for you. Uh, no, I was very disappointed not to be here, John. You know I love doing uh, this show and talking Absolutely. to you and all the listeners. But no, I played it safe. Uh, very, I must say, uh, it is very serious illness. Very mild for me. But, yeah, absolutely. But, absolutely. Uh, but... Uh, Fighting fit and good to be uh, back as well. Uh, that 3.45 a.m. alarm yeah. was fantastic. I'll tell you what was fantastic, yeah. though, John. Uh, 
in all serious note, Celtic over Rangers 2-1 yesterday. It was spoken about on the station, of course, yesterday. Uh, you can talk about that match if you want, but we were talking last week, I think it was Wednesday morning on the show, about Ange Postacoglu, and there was a few rumours that he'd been linked to Leeds. Now, whether that does happen or not, we'll just have to wait and see. But do you think it's only a matter of time, if he wants to, that he ends up in the English Premier League? Yeah, I think so. I think he's probably got to be the most, uh, well, since this win yesterday in, in the Scottish League Cup, I think he's got to be the most talked about manager, foreign manager uh, around the whole of UK at the moment in terms of what he's been able to go on and achieve. And um, and, and the, the amount the great football that he's got that Celtic playing has just been unbelievable. When he got the job the first time round, obviously around the UK media, they were calling it Ange Postasog who. You know, they made fun of the fact they didn't know who he was and uh, had no idea of his resume. He didn't look as if he stood out as a possible candidate to take over the Celtic job. And at that time, Celtic were miles behind Rangers in terms of the playing squad and, and where they are out in the league ladder. And they had a few tough seasons there. So he was going into a very difficult place and uh, people didn't think he was going to last long, to be honest. But he's proven everybody wrong over there. And I think he's done the uh, the Australian faithful and the Australian football community in particular really, really proud. And uh, he's flying that Aussie flag well and truly high over there at the moment. Obviously, Aaron Moy, he brought Aaron Moy over, uh, who's a socceroo and played in the A-League as well. He had a fantastic game yesterday, by the way. Uh, but he's really just brought in a lot of talent from, from Japan as well, which you know the Scottish faithful didn't really see as something that was going to be a worthwhile move. But now he's gelled his side together. They've really got behind him and he's played some wonderful, wonderful football. And it's his second time he's won the Scottish League Cup. Now he won the Scottish Premier League as well. And he's still in the fight to win another Premier League this season as well. So he's, he's been absolutely fantastic, winning trophies left, right and centre. And it's uh, been wonderful for the Celtic fans to now get on top of their arch rivals, the Rangers, and um, and really get on from here. So really fantastic for, for Ange and, uh, and for Australian football as a whole. He's really put Australian football on the map now. So... Um, Great to see that he's, he's gone on and achieved that and, uh, and well done to him. I said on Wednesday, me and Matty Cox, who hosts the Tradies News in Melbourne show, was talk, we're talking about this. When I was in Glasgow uh, last year, back end of last year, uh, just leaving a pub, as you do, um, drink responsibly, um, and we were getting up out of our seats and this man noticed that me and my partner were from Australia and they said, oh, what are you doing here, blah, 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 blah. And they go, oh, you, so you'd know Ange Postacoglu and that was the effect that he's had. That was the first thing that he didn't care about Bondi Beach. He didn't care about anything in Sydney or Brisbane or whatever. It was Ange Postacoglu. So he's definitely made his mark uh, in Scotland with Celtic. And it would be interesting to see him go to an English Premier League team in particular because he probably wouldn't be going to one that would really, with you know, not causing offence to all these English Premier League teams, but there's only four or five that can win it every year. So it would be a different thing for him to do, but I think it would be amazing to th- see for Ange Postacoglu and Australian uh, football. Now, a uh, shortened round of the Premier League uh, this weekend, so we'll just go through some of the key results. We saw Fulham and Wolves have a one-all draw. Uh, Aston Villa 2 over Everton nil. It's a bit of an upsetting result for Everton. Yeah, it is, and uh, a bit of a back step for, for Sean Dyche. Now, obviously, uh, Leeds have won their game as well, which we'll probably get on to a bit later on, but mm. because of Leeds winning, they're now leapfrog Everton, and that brings Everton now back into the relegation dogfight. So it's uh, tough for, for Sean Dyche to you know, have to come up with that loss. They've also got a midweek game this week as well against Arsenal again, which they, only, they beat Arsenal a couple of weeks ago. So uh, it's going to be a difficult period for Sean Dyche now to get his side up for the, for the challenge again, but... Um, 
yeah, difficult loss. And obviously Villa are a good side. They're no easy feat. And obviously, you know, Emery's got them playing some good football as well. So, uh, yeah, difficult patch for, for Sean Dyche at the moment. But that's why he's in the position that he's in to try and get this side fighting fit. So uh, I'm sure they'll respond. And uh, it'll be a big game this weekend, midweek against, uh, against Arsenal. Uh, we saw, well, we saw Arsenal won a uh, close win over Leicester City nil. Yeah, they got out of it. Uh, just Arsenal, they played some really good football and probably should have been at least two or three goals, to be honest. But um, well done for Arsenal. They stuck to their plan and uh, and got the uh, the three points in the end. Good play, obviously, by Martinelli and Bakuya Saka once again. Fantastic. Leonardo Trussard with a winning goal in the end. Scored an absolute screamer just outside the 18-yard box with his, uh, with his right peg. But yeah, fantastic from, from Arsenal again to keep winning. And obviously they've got Man City breathing down their neck every single week. So uh, a big response from Arsenal. And hopefully now for their season, they can bring a bit of consistency in their results after uh, having a few hiccups in a couple w- of weeks. West Ham 4 defeated Nottingham Forest nil. Leeds United, as you mentioned, 1-0 win over Southampton. Big win for Leeds. Yeah, big win. And the fact that they've got a win over Southampton, bottom play Southampton, um, you know, it's been fantastic result for Leeds now because obviously now they're outside the relegation zone and still without a manager as well, which is a, which is a big feat. So uh, well done for Leeds to get that way. Obviously, they're now going to try and stay up above relegation, which is going to be a battle in itself now. But um, yeah, it's been a fantastic result. And, uh, and unfortunately for Southampton, it's a big loss again because that keeps them further and further away from the pack. So, uh, yeah, well done to, to Leeds. Man City 4, uh, way too good for Bournemouth 1. Yeah, this was a, an absolute whitewash, to be honest. Man City at one stage leading 3-4-0. Uh, they were just toying with, with Bournemouth there for some part. It was like a training training match for them uh, somewhere through that second half. And well done to like to Haaland, De Bruyne, Mares, Grealish, all just stepping up once again. And I think the fact that uh, they fell in a bit of a slump there last week against Nottingham, they've now responded and uh, responded with some fashion as well. So um, well done to, to Man City. For Bournemouth, big loss. Keeps them into the relegation battle as well. And things looking uh, worse and worse for Bournemouth at the moment in terms of their chances to try and stay up this season. It's taken a huge blow. So uh, the morale and the confidence in that dressing room must be also at a very, at a very low point as well. So I'm sure Bournemouth are going to try and have to do everything they can to try and rescue their season somehow and get it back on track. And we saw Crystal Palace, Liverpool, nil all, and Tottenham and Chelsea. Tottenham 2 defeated Chelsea nil. But just really quickly wanted to ask you about Man United, their first title in quite a few years. And remarkable, the turnaround, considering the start of the year before the World Cup, there was a lot of pressure on them. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a real big step in the right direction for, for Ten Hag and for Man United. And it really shows the improvement that Man United have had as a squad under Ten Hag since he's taken over this season. And obviously, looking at the Premier League position as well, they're third in the Premier League, only, what, four or five points off Arsenal mm. uh, and two or three points off second-place City as well. Now winning a League Cup, this really adds to, to the flavour of what he's doing there at, at United. And it really shows the uh, you know the absolute respect and admiration that the playing group has for Ten Hag and they want to play for him. And that hasn't happened for me and I probably in the last 10 years, really, when you look at the amount of managers that have come and gone. David Moyes, obviously, one. Mourinho being another. Van Gaal being another. Some really big headline names who've gone into that Man United dressing room and struggled to try and imprint what they wanted on their squad. But he's managed to do that. He's won over the players. He had a lot of doubt and a lot of criticisms early on when he first took the job that he'd be able to get Man United where they are now. But I think he's proved a lot of critics wrong. And I think a lot of people now seeing the way United are playing, the likes of Rashford, Fernandes, been brilliant. Castemiro, who's mm. got a goal in the League Cup final, been fantastic. So I think they're just going in leaps and bounds, United, at the moment. I think in the next probably three or four years, 
they're, they're really going to be the uh, the title contenders that we once knew them for. So, um, yeah. yeah, big improvement for Tenag. Well done for United. Going to be very interesting. John, great stuff. We'll chat on Friday. There's a couple of Premier League matches on Thursday as well. So we'll wrap them up and preview the weekend ahead. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it, mate. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, mate. John Gallo talking all things football. We do that for Ken Hutt's Hire. Ken Hutt's Hire, make your job easy. Talk to someone who has taken the Ken Oath today. Uh, to your text, 0457 736 736 from the Yeovil Treeman. Hi, Dan. Biggest improver, the Warriors, now back playing at home. I think they can cause their fair share of upsets yet. Yeah, going to be interesting to see how they go. And Nico Hines to go back-to-back for the Dally M. This from Arthur from Paddington. Biggest improver, Manly. Serbian Seagull, you've got another one there. At Manly, 11th in 2022. Back into the top four, Arthur reckons, in 2023. On the proviso that Tommy Turbo and Josh Schuster are fit. And he show, and Josh Schuster is showing his ability at 5'8". Dally M, Tommy Turbo. Thank you, Arthur. Interesting, interesting take. Uh, thank you for the text, Alan Belford Jones. I won't read it out, but I'm I'm sorry they did that on Friday. Um, and this one as well from the Serbian Seagull. Uh, yes, the women's cricket team are the best sporting team worldwide. Only the Chicago Bulls could lay claim to being a better team. Two times three-peat, Serbian Sea Eagle. Uh, thank you for that one. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300-011170. Jason says, Dan, do you think the Melbourne Storm will beat Parramatta on Thursday night? We'll talk about it on Thursday. I think it'll be a very close game, uh, though. Um, and this from the Chookman. Hi, Dan. The West Tigers will be the most improved moving up to ninth. Yeah, I think the Tigers will be very improved tonight. Well done, though. Um, and Appy Coracell for the Dally M. Uh, wouldn't it be awful uh, if the Tigers finished ninth again? Although probably better than their past few years. Uh, keep them coming in. There's other texts there. I'll get to them. We might also have a chat with one of Vossiel Brandy. We'll do that next. It's 10 to 6, 10 to 5 in Queensland. Yeah, Vossi Brandy, not too far away for breakfast. Rooster Muzz on the text, 0457736736, says, Good morning, Dan. Dalian medal, Teddy. Uh, well, yes. Has he, has he ever won? I don't think so. Uh, most improved, the West Tigers. And I've almost recovered after celebrating long and hard Celtic's magnificent win in the Scottish League Cup final. Four o'clock yesterday morning, I was drinking pints and eating party pies. Sensational. Uh, kind regards, Rooster Mars. Well, that is a good way to spend a Monday uh, morning. Thank you, uh, Rooster Mars. And this one, uh, the hockey ruse, uh, Australian women's hockey ruse in the 90s was arguably Australia's best sporting team, but can see the current women's cricket team taking over that mantle because I don't think their current run at the top has finished yet. No, I don't think it has uh, either. Thank you for all your texts. Uh, we've given away two of the Chargrill Charlie vouchers today to Glenn and to Razor. We'll have another two for you tomorrow morning. Coming up on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy after the 6 o'clock news, Cronulla Sharks coach Craig Fitzgibbon will join them ahead of the NRL season and beginning. Michael Carianis with the latest top stories and also Lee Hatchpan tell us for sport and the law. For our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of Vossie and Brandy, then it's Pat and Heels from 6am local time tomorrow on this show. Maddie Cox will join me from Melbourne and we'll talk all things cricket in the lead up to the third test with Andrew Menzel. Have a great Tuesday. I'll see you tomorrow, 5.30.